Devotional, your weekly Devo podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode number six. Hey, listen, for those of you who have subscribed, those of you who have been sharing this on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all your social media platforms, you've some of you have rated it. Thank you so much. Really, really appreciate the support. I really enjoy doing these. And so I'm so glad that some of you are interacting with them. I hope that you're starting to take some next steps where you're not just reading or listening to the passage, listening to the podcast, but actually find yourself your own front porch, <laughs> grab a grab a spot somewhere and maybe just read the whole context of the passage. Maybe read uh, the Psalms passages that we're going through, uh, John and all these other places that we'll be uh, reading throughout the next few podcasts or all throughout the podcast. Uh, I would encourage you find a spot. Find a time that you can just kind of dig in a little deeper. Uh, that will be really, really beneficial to you. Um, I think I've uh, mentioned multiple different places that uh, my son was diagnosed with cancer when he was eight years old. That that was a really, really difficult time for our our family for, and for me personally of just a, a real struggle, a real wrestling with God during that period of time, kind of reframing everything for me. And if you've listened to some of these other podcasts, you'll hear little drips of that. That's a part of my story in the same way that so many of you have parts of your story. This is a massive part of my story. And so um, when Cooper first got diagnosed, um, that whole period of time, that whole moment felt like a dream. I don't know if you've ever had that something tragic that's happened and it just felt like a dream like this is not real. This can't be real. And uh, that's how it felt. I remember vaguely different things about that those first few days in the hospital. Um, But on the way home, I remember this very clearly. My, My wife and I were driving home from the hospital, from that first section of time that we were in the hospital where he first got diagnosed, he got um, his port, which is a place in which where they put the chemotherapy for the for three years. Um, so we remember in the car driving to go pick up our son and Cooper was in the backseat and Penny and I are in shock. So, you know, when you're in the car, you're you're somewhere and you're just not talking, you're just kind of quiet and kind of like what just happened. So we're driving in the car and Cooper pipes up and he goes, hey, dad and mom. He said, God spoke to me. He's eight years old. He's never spoken like this ever before in his entire life. But God spoke to me. And we're like, okay, buddy, tell us about that. And he said, he told me that, that God and I are going to beat this and that the world's going to know that he's a healer. As we're driving home, kind of entering into realizing that everything's changed. This child has just reminded of us of something really great. An eight-year-old child has reminded us of who God is, of what it means to be in this world, in the mission that's attached to suffering, to going through very difficult times. And not that Patty and I had it in that moment, not that we got it in that moment, but that moment for us was like an anchor point. It was a reminder that he is near to us. It is a reminder that he has not abandoned us. And while it took us some time to really grasp and understand some of that, 
it was an anchor point for us. And I don't remember a ton of stuff that happened during that time, but I remember that moment very, very clearly. And that's why John 16, 33 is such a fantastic passage. And it says this, I have told you these things so that in me, you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. I have told you these things so that in me, you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. I recently had this passage uh, reminded me of this passage. We had a speaker who came to our, our, our church. Her name was Catherine Wolf. And just watching her display brokenness and sorrow and joy brought this passage to mind. And so I, I just felt like, gosh, I got to work through this passage again. I got to think through this passage. And so I found myself in the last couple of weeks just kind of working through this passage. And sometimes there's passages like this one that I just keep working through. And I think it's really important. Just keep working through it. There's so much here. And so we're just going to do a flyby, really. Uh, of this passage, maybe some things that I'm working through that might be helpful as you are wrestling through some things. But the first thought that popped in my head was, have you ever thought that life is just so hard? Like, have you ever come to this moment? Maybe it's you right now where you're like, life is just hard. Like, it's just hard. And maybe you're starting to think back to some situations in your life, some difficult times that you've gone through. And you're like, man, life is really difficult. Have you ever wondered why things just don't seem to go your way? Some of you, it's felt like, man, time after time after thing, things are compounding. Like, it's not like one thing goes bad. It's like 10 things go bad, right? Like you're on your way to work, you're running late, and then you go outside and you have a flat tire and then you fix the flat tire and the car battery is dead. And you're like, are you serious? This can't be real. Have you ever had that? Maybe that's you right now. Maybe you're in a moment of that right now. You know, you're going like, my loved one is sick. I can't heal them. I can't fix them. I just watch them suffer, and it's really frustrating. Some of you are like, I can't ever get ahead. No matter how hard I work, no matter how hard I struggle, no matter how much I sacrifice, I can't ever seem to get ahead. Something always happens. Some of you are like, I just feel all alone. I feel all alone and I have crazy thoughts that go through my head. And I know they're not God thoughts, but they're thoughts because I just keep saying it's too hard. All of this is too hard. My marriage is a complete wreck. And no matter how much I talk to him, no matter how much we sit down, no matter how much counseling we go through, it just never seems to get better. And so I'm like done, like I'm over this. And on and on we go like, you know, I'm just single and I desire to be married. I desire to have kids. I desire that so deeply and I'm still single and I, I'm just so frustrated with it. 
And we go through situation after situation after situation. At the end of the day, we just keep working through this whole thing of going, why is it so hard? But my question for us is this, why is that surprising to us? Why are we surprised that things are hard here on earth? Why is that so difficult? Because the Bible tends to help us understand, and this passage in particular helps us understand that this is the reality of living in a broken, fractured world corrupted by sin. This is the reality. The Bible doesn't lie about this. And that's why I think this verse, I've always loved this verse for this reason. Why is it in the Bible? And why did Jesus say it? Like if you're trying to start uh, of movement of people towards the heart of God, why would you say something like this? You would want to say something like, listen, if you follow me, you get puppies and popsicles and uh, white picket fences, and you're just going to sing tra-la-la-la-la all day long. Now come follow me. And everyone's like, amen. I love this. But that's not what the Bible says. That's not what this passage says. It says in this world, you're going to have trouble. You're going to suffer. And yet, for some of us, for most of us, this is really frustrating, surprising in some ways, because we've been sold a consumeristic Christian lie. As long as I follow Jesus, as long as I go to church, as long as I serve, as long as I tithe, as long as I read my Bible, as long as I'm a fairly good person, then I'm going to be okay. I'm not going to experience suffering in this world. Things are going to go great. They're all going to work out. And that's literally the opposite of what the Bible says. All throughout, beginning to end, is there is going to be suffering in this world as a result of sin. William Tyndale, he was a a man who translated the Bible, um, an incredibly important historical figure. If you've never read anything on Tyndale, I would encourage you to do that. But he has this quote, and he says this, I never expected anything else um, to be. He was uh, basically come up against, um, he suffered greatly as a result of trying to translate the scriptures and get it to the masses. And he says, I never expected anything else. Jesus offered men glory, but he offered them the cross as well. He offered men glory, but he offered them the cross as well. And we live in this tension We live in this tension. The Christian narrative is this, is that Jesus died. He died. Have you thought about that? It wasn't like, you know what, in order for men to get to heaven, I'm just going to wave my wand and it all goes away. No, no, no. He died. He is death. He died. But he resurrected. We live in the tension of these two realities is that he died and he rose again, and humanity sits in that tension. That's a struggle for us because the reality is we all love Resurrection Sunday, and most of us really struggle with Good Friday. We're like, let's get through Good Friday to get to Resurrection Sunday. If I'm real honest, that is me. That is 100% me. It's like, okay, Jesus, 
Thank you for dying. Let's get to resurrection because that's the real good news. I want to get to the good news where where everything's fine and it'll all work out and we get to live in eternity with you. I want to get to that point. But I haven't and I continue to struggle. Not that I haven't. I continue to struggle with Good Friday, which it's so ironic, so paradoxical that we call it Good Friday because it was the place in which Jesus died where he literally lived out this passage that in this world, on this earth, you will suffer. And Jesus suffered. He was tortured. He was wrongly convicted. And that's why Paul is going, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ who lives in me. But here's the beautiful truth. And here's the other part of the passage. Take heart. Take heart. It means like this. Wherever you're in right now, whatever struggle you're in, whatever hurt you have, whatever pain you have, take heart. He's overcome the world. Jesus is in control. And where his death looked like the final thing, the end, it was actually just the beginning. And your suffering, the hurt and the pain that you have right now is not the end of you. So suffer well because Jesus is in control. Take heart for he is in control. When we take our eyes off of earth, we will finally see the realities of heaven. When we can deal with the fact that yes, earth is hard and we will suffer. But when as believers, we look into eternity, we realize the the end of the story isn't here on earth. It is in relationship with Jesus for the, for the rest of our lives. And so what does it look like for you to take heart and find peace and whatever struggle you find yourself into today? What does it look like for you to take heart and find peace in whatever struggle you find yourself in today? Because you realize that this is not the end and that you realize that you can take heart because he's overcome the world. He's overcome sin. He's overcome hurt. He's overcome pain. He's made all things new. And we live in the tension of already. He's already come, but not yet fully completed it. And that one day we will join him in heaven and sing with the angels. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is to come. The benediction today, 2 Thessalonians 3.16. Now may the God, may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times in every way. The Lord be with you all. So take a breath, reflect, and believe that the God of the universe is nearer to you than your own heartbeat. Thanks for checking it out today. Again, go deeper in this passage. Just take some moment today to reflect on what God has been speaking to you about.